for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. What up, what up, what up? It is Play by Play on a Friday. Happy Friday. Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. How you doing today, Dustin? Doing fantastic. Uh, a little wore down, but you know what? The show must go on. That's right. We got the infamous Mike Phillips on with uh, 3D Products. Now, I know you want to say Auto Geek, but it's not Auto Geek. No, cool. I know. And I definitely am excited to kind of talk to him about the, the transition he's made. Yeah. Um, certainly looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely, man. And you know, just a wealth of knowledge in our industry. I mean, years and years of content that he's created and he's just provided so much for our industry and what an awesome guy to have on to kind of start to wrap up our product series exactly i mean yep. we're you know we're going out with a bang i think we got a week or two left um you have some, some special stuff coming but uh this is probably our last one-on-one on products and i tell you man we uh Super happy to have him back on. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to our next series we're going to be doing. I know yeah. we've uh, talked about having some of our customers, the Detail Bookie software users, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Um, giving a little bit of background for some of these guys that you know they deserve some spotlight too. Oh, they do, man, and they all got great stories. And you know, I think that for us to be able to give them a platform to tell their story on and tell how they've come up, right? And uh, you know, that thing that adds value to our industry because when you hear other people's stories, sometimes that may motivate you to get out of a rut that you maybe in or, or just to know that you know uh, entrepreneur entrepreneurs tend to be like a lonely it seems to be a lonely place sometimes sure and to hear other people that go through this same thing it's inspiring and it's motivating so to give these guys and hear their story obviously hear how the software's impacted their business as well i know that'll be a portion of the conversation because we know that it has right absolutely and that's one of the things that i love about our group yeah. you know we've got um so with the detail bookie software uh whenever you became um you know a paid customer we put you in a, a group we'll we also throw our free trials in there too but uh yeah. but it's made up of you know i'm going to talk about guys that are just turned 18 years old on the business yeah. you know to some guys that have spent 20 30 years in the business oh I man mean, it's 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 made up of just a a plethora of good people right. and um, you know one thing that I and, I and I brought this up in my live on Wednesday in that group was how proud I was um, I follow all the groups all the detail groups or I guess all of them I feel like it's all of them and there's always drama the moderators are always like trying to figure out how to cut down on the drama or right. how to fix this monster they've created and I've never been more proud of something that we've created than I am of this MVP group because we have a group of professionals that are willing to help each other out genuinely, um, answer questions about the software, answer questions about detail, answer questions about life, Business. everything, yep, yeah, everything. And so it's in, it's it's amazing to see the positive going out. And you know, I'm a positive person. I like I, I you know I don't like conflict. I don't like to argue. Um, you know. Uh, everything's not always cherries and rainbows, but uh, <laughs> right, sunshine, right? yeah, sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> cherries and rainbows, yeah, cherries and rainbows. Everything's like cherries and cherry. grapes. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but but you know what? Listen, I, I, I like positive around me, right. and I like to surround myself. And this group is just like a it's just like a group of 
happy people. Right, man. And, and they, it's awesome. They are very helpful, and I, I love the fact that, you know, when some of the younger guys ask questions, you know, because these yeah. guys, I mean, like Ben, you know, we, we talked to Ben yesterday. This kid yeah. is in high school doing his um, – uh, Dude, what, what a hustler, man. I know. What a hustler. He's in high school. He's co-oping. Co-oping. There we go. He's co-oping. Coming out, he's got a little trailer. Uh, and I, I say little, I mean, it's perfect for his setup. Right. You know, he hooks it up to his SUV, and he hauls around and goes to the cars. He's a mobile unit. And – uh Man, I tell you, I, I talked to him yesterday in person, and uh, I, I like looked at myself at like 14 years ago, right. or something, or 15 or 16, however long it's been, I don't even know. Um, but you know, he, he could just see it in him, and so we're asking him questions about how he does things, and and uh, you know, giving him suggestions and stuff. And man, you could just see the, like the light in his eyes just lighting up because he's he's talking to somebody that's been there and done it, you know. But he's just man, he's just hammering away in it. It's inspiring to me. You I know? mean, he's like at a car lot that's literally right next right door to the, the <laughs> in your detail shop. And didn't was, you also? It was funny. So we, uh, yeah, I mean, we went over there to talk to him. And we used to detail this guy, this car lot's cars a long time ago, years ago. And, you know, they didn't want to pay no money. And they always end up with junk cars, just like most wholesale right. detail works. And finally, we got tired of dealing with their bullshit. And uh, so he picked it up, you know. And, and kudos to him. I mean, it's, it's paying, you know, it's, I'm sure he's got the payment thing worked out with him or whatever. Right. It's a good account for him. But we walked over there to talk to him. And they were quickly coming out to make sure that we weren't like poaching or, or trying to you know get him. I don't know. I didn't from pick there it up till or, afterwards. And then afterwards, I was like, uh, oh, I, I get it now. I mean, he really was thinking you was trying to take him away. Absolutely, <laughs> he was. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, they came out there and stood right beside us until we left. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah, they weren't giving up. So you know, but but then he came over to our shop. We walked him around. Um, you know, told him about our uh, Rupes event that we were, that we're trying to get scheduled up. Mm-hmm. I'm working with SNN Products. Hopefully, they're listening. Um, SNN, we got to get together. Tyler, um, Tyler, and uh, what's uh, Miss? Uh, oh my goodness, Rachel. 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 Jesus, Thanks, I was Rachel. thinking Candace. I knew it was uh, <laughs> Rachel, and uh, she came by my house for our birthday party the other night, and we were talking about it. But we got to get it scheduled up and uh, let them know about it. So, if you're a local detailer around here, we are going to be putting together an event here at the shop. We just don't know the day or the time yet, but hopefully it's within the next month or two. Right on. Um, that's that's the goal. We like to catch it while it's in the slow season, while the weather's cool. Um, hopefully on a Saturday, sure. Um, so we can get a little bit more. You know, uh, have, uh, people can have the opportunity to come. The ones that are working during the week, they can't right. take off. So um, look forward to those things coming up. Um, you know, but you know, back to the MVP group, which they're all part of it. You know, it's just it's just a proud moment, man, and it feels good to, to do something. And I know it helps you out a ton because oh, a lot of guys ask questions about the software and things that um, you know things that we may have answered a few times, or you know they just but they're new, right. they don't know, and and they can go in our group and ask. And they got just a just a line of people there to help. Them. Shout out to Desmond, man. He he jumps oh, in there and gives he, every. I mean, he's always the first one to get is. in there and ask that question, man. That's awesome. He I is, appreciate man. it very much. Yeah, and, and it's just so cool. And and, and to, to be able to help people, it's basically like you know, I mean, you got access to people twenty four seven. Right. There are people that go through the same thing, and they're willing to jump in there and help. Um, so. You know, it's 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 really cool. We also got some other stuff coming up. My wife's gym. I know we've talked about it. It's uh, it's almost done. Matter of fact, they put the ceiling fans in it today. I had to go meet the electrician. But super proud of her too. I guess it's a proud moment. It's a proud Friday. Oh, absolutely, man. I I, I mean, the fact that she started out. I mean, literally, how long ago was it that she started teaching bar? Or, oh, it's about a year and a half ago. Yeah, right. Um, started te- or a year and a couple months, and uh, that she started teaching, got her license, and all. And and she's she's done group fitness for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and and so started took the you know took the step to, to do it on her own or to teach at, sure. you know for different gyms and now she's going to step out and do it on her own and so we got the little gym upstairs put in and uh, I mean it's just exciting to see it all coming together I know our marketing team is working to get her website and sure. Facebooks and all you know social media all that stuff put up. But uh, it's going to be big. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. I know I'll, I'll be taking my lunch in my office, you know, doing a – Getting a – yeah. Well, I don't know what that is, but I'll, I'll at least be watching. Something with a ball and a, and a bar. Some and bars. A, yeah. I don't know. Sounds pretty cool, man. Speaking of training yeah. And, yeah. and working out, Dustin, yeah. uh, how's that um, How's that uh, training you're doing for the uh, triathlon, triathlon, right? It's going great. Um, I almost died this morning. Um, <laughs> not so, great. So I have a trainer that works with me on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings, and um, – he liked to kill me this morning. Dude, we ran, I mean, we were running sprints because I'm working on my time. I'm working on getting leader pace with my miles. Mm-hmm. In order to get faster over a, a length of, you know, of miles, you got to start with shorter sprints. Right. And, um, you know, I got, I run pretty good anyway. But man, we did sprints until I thought my tongue was going to fall out this morning. Oh, and then we pushed the weighted sled. Oh, and then wow. we drug the weighted sled with battle ropes. And then when it was all done, okay, it, it, I can I can relate this to like building your own jail cell. Is I had to take the sled, which turns into a like a wheelbarrow style sled, down this long driveway to where we push it, and then I had to push it back up wow. at the end of the workout. That sounds like a blast. Thought I was gonna die. <laughs> did you, you didn't throw up, did you? I did throw up. <laughs> yes, I did. When I got to the when I got to, I didn't throw up there. I would never show him weakness. Um, I'm just that kind of person, dude. I would, I would never really? show him. Hell no. Hell no, man. Now, isn't he also competing with you in the triathlon? He's or? not competing with us. Um, there's a group of my friends that are competing. Trey, one of the detailers, is, is in there. Um, and, and a few of my uh, other good friends. Um, he's not. He's just watching over my times and stuff, and we're working through goals to get to uh, where I want to be. Because when I first committed to it, I wasn't. I really wasn't intending on like trying to go win the thing. Right. And that quickly changed. Now you are. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, what's you know, finishing's great, but winning's even better. Right. <laughs> you know. And so. if you put half as much energy into that as you do running your businesses, I mean, there, there's no telling. Uh, I imagine you'll be wearing that gold. Oh, you can believe it. I'm gonna. Well, I'll die trying. <laughs> I'll die trying. No, man, it's uh, it's exciting, but it's uh, it's a commitment. And I was listening to this thing. I was talking. About, we were on uh, live with Billy Bogus a while ago, right before we jumped on here. And uh, I was listening to this thing about, you know, two things that successful people do um, to, to remain successful. And one of them is, is to get in, like, the zone and, and, like, get yourself in a zone and stay consistent and don't come out of it. So one thing that people are guilty of, if, you know, you start a diet and you have six days of success and on that seventh day you want to reward yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you go have the beer and the pizza or whatever. And, you know... It's it's common. That's what everybody does, and then that's a and then that's a sn- snowball effect. Okay, well next next week is two days. Right. Next week is three days. The next thing you know, you feel like shit again, and, and you're not doing what you were supposed to do. So it's getting in that zone, and that's where I want to be. Um, you know, I try to stay in there. Sure. And then the second thing is not letting anything take you out of that zone. That's, so, that's going to be difficult because, I mean, you got life going on in the background. Right? Dude, I mean, life. it is life. Uh, big life, yeah. I mean, you got kids and you got family and you got business, multiple businesses. And, um, you know, it's just like anybody else. You got right. a lot of shit going on. Uh-huh. And, and you do the same thing that uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, Joel uh, Lapom, um, you, where you give your wife like sixteen Jesus, no, days at her. No, I did not. No, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did give her some time. Um, 
You know, no, listen, we've been working through her gym, uh, and, and yeah. I've been giving her time. And um, um, I've been giving her time to help build her gym up and stuff and really trying to commit more to it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, look, it's, it's, it's like everybody else's relationship. It's a give-and-take thing, and you got to find time to keep them happy. Right. Especially when they bring home a dog and you want to kill them. You did get a dog. I, I saw the post uh, you were talking about dogs, but I didn't actually think that you were going to um, Yeah, we almost get... had to name it Divorce. <laughs> you mean name it half your money gone? Yeah, uh, that'd be better. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, dig a ditch, <laughs> oh, <God>. dig a grave. <laughs> so uh, grave digger. That's hilarious, dude. I can't believe that. No, it's uh, but you know, hey, listen, it's just like anything else. We just jump in there, and try to help her. But I, you know, it's I'm, I'm I'm training hard. I'm loving it. I'm loving where we're at. It keeps us working hard in the business because I'm in the right zone. I'm in the right headspace when I get here. At least I'm throwing up in the parking lot. That's for sure. Um. But talk about some people that, that's been on our products. You know, I think we're waiting on Mike Phillips to jump on here. But we want to talk about some of the, the conversations that we've had in the past and kind of, you know, take a look back and, uh, and, and go over that. What was one of the, one of, was one of the most memorable moments in product um, on our podcast here for Play by Play? Well, I mean, which one that sticks out to talk you? about guests. I mean, I, I, it's probably not something that, you know, uh, I don't want to single anybody out and say, but my favorite, honestly. Tommy. I love Tommy with Angel Wax. He's probably one of the chillest guys I've ever met, man. And he just, you know, he's just super cool, man. And and he's himself. Like, you can tell, dude. He's not faking it for anybody. Um, I mean, he's out in Vegas. I know that they're, they're, he's really working to get, you know, people to come to SEMA. And I right. seen him make another post. Yep. And I'm proud, of, you know, to get that support built up and, and more power to him. Well, he's from – or he's living in living Vegas. Living in the area, yeah. yeah. So, I and mean, so, that's your livelihood as well. I absolutely. mean, that's the – Well, we, we compared it to people down at the beach, you know. And, and mm-hmm. so we're in a tourist, you know, town or close to a tourist city. And we know the impact. If people aren't traveling here, it affects our friends' lives. It affects our lives. And so, you know, Tommy's, you know, in a sense, can battle in that with, mm-hmm. with the, you know, people backing out of SEMA. Um, but I think that that's going to kind of, I think we'll have, some, I think they'll have as much success as they want down there. And, and, I, and I look forward to that. I hope that they do. Right. Absolutely. I was thinking of my second favorite. I don't even uh, want to do this now. Billy Boggess, man. We were, you mentioned uh, Billy earlier from American yeah. Detail Garage. He's yeah. got some, you know, he's got some awesome products. And, and he's, he does. he's one of those people that, you know, you're not going to find another Billy Boggess out there. Dude is nope. as original as they come. Yeah. Um, you know, super cool, super motivated. I know that's his, highly motivated, mm-hmm. highly motivated, fun to talk to man and uh, listen we try to get on the phone once once a week or twice a week and uh dude but i have to commit time like when i if i call him Mm -hmm. i better have an hour like and and you're gonna hear it yeah and i'm gonna give it back you know and it's just like this cool dynamic it's this highly motivating conversation of big shit that's always going on in his life and you know and and it, and it feels good, but yeah. but he did great on the podcast. And then um, coming uh, coming out of that podcast, we started using F Bomb, which is the uh, all purpose cleaner that he sells. Mm-hmm. And dude, it has been fantastic. Nice. Um, we absolutely love it. So anybody that's listening that's considering it, go ahead. Dilute it ten to one, man. It's a hell of an all purpose cleaner. Uh, we use it for seats, carpet. Um, man, we've used it on streets, on trailers, and stuff. I mean, just. Dude, it's, it's, it's really good stuff. <laughs> what about Solution Finish, man? Chris ah, West. See, Chris so, okay. and Ashley West. Okay, let me, tell you, let me tell you my two favorites. So okay. Chris West, Joel LaPalm, neck and neck, just because of great conversation with true businessmen that have been there. Right. You know? Yes. Oh, man. Like, they've been there. I mean, I don't think I've talked to anybody else that owned a semi 
professional hockey <laughs> team. <laughs> and it's so cool that you knew that, right? Uh, like, yeah, I do my research. No, man, and they're just you know, just great guys, successful guys, mm-hmm. have been there, done it, got the T-shirt, pissed on the flame kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and it was really cool that they took time out of their day to be on our little podcast. You know, That was <laughs> pretty awesome, man. And I, uh, what about the Stark products? Uh, are we talked to uh, – Oh, yeah, John. John, Watkins. man, John. he's super cool. And knowledgeable, man. In the marine industry, I, like I said, I, I remember, you know, exactly the first conversation I had with John and uh, years ago, and there was nothing in the marine world that would, um, you know, that would help as far as products were concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, John, and man, we've had so many good conversations, and I think that one of our next uh, episodes coming up, we're going to sum all that up even better and, and try to bring some other people on. But Speaking uh, of bringing people on, and, and, and a man that knows products, and a man that knows detailing, yeah. uh, this guy's a living legend, I believe, and, and uh, without Absolutely. a doubt, I'm going to talk to him today. You want to bring on Mike? Yeah, let's bring him on. What's hey. up, Mr. Phillips? Hey, hey, guys, can you hear me? We Loud can. and clear, buddy. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, I hope I'm on time. I've <laughs> got a lot of moving parts going on today. Oh, man, so, we understand. Hey, we appreciate you taking some time out and, and talking to us. Hopefully we don't hold you up too long, but um, always a pleasure to have you on and talk to you. I mean, uh, like Ryan was saying, you're just a, a legend in our industry, and all of us look, look up to you. Um, so, Appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to come holler at us. Hey, uh, pleasure to be here. I'm actually in the middle of, of um, right. One of the things I'm doing right now, a lot of people don't know this, but I've jo- are we live right now? Yes, we are. We are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if this was the mic check. Uh, and, and I am Mike doing a mic check. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I left AutoGeek um, on uh, Wednesday, July 7th, I turned in a formal uh, resignation per my contract. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, you know, I was, um, you know, moving on to other things. And sure. um, now I'm working for 3D products. And I got to tell you, I really love working with a manufacturer. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I worked with Meguiar's, but in the past they were a manufacturer. I worked with AutoGeek. They represent a lot of manufacturers. Mm-hmm. But working one-on-one with a manufacturer is really where it's at. It, you know, when I left AutoGeek, I knew it was either going to be a manufacturer, which is, you know, you got to add the er, er, er on there. Right. Or, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I hate I hate writing it, and I hate saying manufacturer, but um, <laughs> for a tool company, someone that made their yeah. own tools, for example, um LC power tools. They make their own tools. Yeah. Right. Um, I didn't want to work with someone that bought a tool and branded it. So, uh, but one of the things is, is I found that a lot of times when I detail cars on the side, because I've always detailed cars professionally, you know, just mm-hmm. because I was the writer for Meguiar's at one time or one of their trainers, I never stopped detailing cars on the side because this, I love detailing cars. Sure. Like I like showing people how to detail cars. And, um, and so to work with what I found out when I was working at AutoGeek for like the last couple of years is anytime I was detailing cars for my customers, I was always grabbing 3D products. Yeah. Okay. So uh, AutoGeek carried everything, but I always liked the way they perform. They're consistent. And, mm-hmm. and when it comes to anything for the paint, wipe off is easy. And we all hate things that wipe off hard. Yes, you know? and absolutely. Like anybody that's used 3D speed knows that it's just a pleasure to work yes. with. So. So that's kind of the nutshell version why I went to 3D. But part of my job working for 3D is creating content, just like I did for Meguiar's and AutoGeek. And uh-huh. um, uh, 3D's never really had anybody 
uh, that's worked for them that um, knows the detailing side and also is a typist. <laughs> can sure. Formulate sure. a paragraph with a heading and put it on paper, that kind of yeah. thing. So uh, for the last a few weeks, I've just been typing every day. I don't know if you can see these, but I got these things. These are my arm holder uppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And keep it. Uh, it helps with the carpal tunnel. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, right here. See these? I put my arms on these and Heck then yeah. I don't get carpal tunnel. Jessica, and, uh, I think you need some of those. <laughs> she's right off camera. Oh. You can't see her, but she's our producer. She types the scripts and stuff like that uh, for all of our stuff we have going. And uh, I, she, I don't look. Hey, hats off to you guys for typing because I'm you. I'm, I'm a hunter pecker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, um, it, you know, I never meant to be a typist. It um, it, it happened by accident, mm -hmm. actually. Um, after I lost, you guys want to hear the story? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's what we're here for. After, man. We want, we're after I lost here. my leg, um, uh -huh. I went back to college, you know, because I wasn't going to stay at the job I was at. You know, I, things were really changing physically for me. Sure. And um, although I took typing in high school, it was right after lunch break, so I tend to I tended to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I never learned to type. <laughs> so then when I went to college, um, I took a typing class because I knew this was going to help me in a lot of the other classes I was taking that had to do with writing and script writing for videos and things like this. Mm -hmm. And um, and I probably wouldn't have applied myself very well, except for there's a really cute girl that sat next to me. <laughs> I was single. Yeah, it's a motivation. I didn't want to look stupid in front of her. Right. So I applied myself, and I found out I could actually type pretty good. Wow, <laughs> and, awesome. uh, of course, then it's, it's just like anything. It's an acquired skill. The more you do it, the better you get. But sure. at some point um, in life, I went to work for Hewlett-Packard in Corvallis, Oregon, and they bought these. Um, uh, there was 5,000 people that worked there. It was the inkjet printer division. Wow. And that's a small city. They had two full-time restaurants, two gyms, full-time, 24 hours, seven days a week, gyms inside the facility. See, that's uh, Taco I'm Bell, here. Pizza Hut, you know, uh, <laughs> Baskin-Robbins was in there. I mean, it was really an interesting experience to work there um, in the er very early 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, but with so many people there and so many people that did input through keyboards, they had a lot of people getting carpal tunnel problems. Oh, yeah. sure. So they invested heavily in these things I just generically refer to as arm holder uppers. <laughs> I think they called ergo arm holders. Uh -huh. And um, and they put them in all the workstations. And what I found out is most of my coworkers around me, because there's a lot of shift changes, they never wanted to get used to them, so they would take them off. And so I would come wow. back in for my shift and put them on. And then at, at some point, they would even throw them away. And I'm just like, what oh, the hell? Come on. Um, yeah. and, um, Anyway, one of the techs said that uh, someone had thrown a set away and they were in the recycle bin. And the recycle bins are like as big as a cargo container at a facility <laughs> like sure. this. So he gave them to me and I had a, I have them to this day. And uh, these are another set I bought from my home office. So I have a set up my 3D work office. Sure. And um, But I tell you, it's saved me from getting carpal tunnel. You know? yes. And I, I wouldn't want to type without them. No, and you know, you get used to something like that, and, and like you said, you just, you know, that's just normal workflow, and to operate without it, it's almost impossible, and, uh, and sure don't feel right. That's right. Speaking to some of the younger guys out there, too, they, they might not understand that we come from a time when typing class, you know, this is before the internet, so, yeah. I mean, you know, unless you're planning on being a secretary, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't do very well in typing class. I was too busy making fun of, you know, the people that were <laughs> taking typing class, sure. you know? Well, you know, but but look how important it is now. And uh, so I have a oh, question, uh, Mike. You know, when you're when you're writing your scripts for your videos, like you know, creating content, how do you always keep it fresh? I mean, you've been doing this so long, and you know, I know that we you know we we do a weekly show here for my detail shop, and it's called Shop Talk. 
and uh, you know, and, and every week we, you know, we we plan it out and write the scripts and all, and you know, but but how do you, I mean, you've been doing this for so long, man, and done so much stuff. How do you how do you keep it fresh? Well, in in this particular um, instance, uh, what I'm working on today is I'm actually uh, writing content about 3D's um, AAT and ACA. So that's their abrasive technology, adaptive okay. abrasive technology, and alpha ceramic abrasives. Two different types and. Um, I could really, on their website, really find no information that said, here's what this is, here's how this works. So uh, last uh, Monday, I had a uh, about a six-hour meeting with Tunch, the head chemist, where I just took voracious, I'm a voracious notator, took notes. Yeah. And he did a brain dump on me, and he let me know what components that he shared I could make public and what parts sure. had to stay confidential. Right. Um, but that's one way I'm able to get fresh content is, you know, going to the source, you know. Right. And um, but. You know, I would say probably the, the thing that really uh, helps me to create any content I create is um, is doing the thing that you're writing about. Yeah. And in yeah. the computer age, the internet age, I mean, we've all heard the term keyboard commandos. Mm -hmm. And um, even this morning I was reading some comments on a YouTube channel and just people making snide remarks, you know, sniping and uh, it's yeah. not even necessary. But um, but I think there's I think there's a lot of val validity to someone that does the thing that yeah. they talk about, whether it's on a video, in an article, on a podcast, versus someone that is more of a desk jockey that True. doesn't do the thing they talk about, but then try to present themselves as an authority. So um, I like to detail cars, and it's, it's by detailing cars that you're able to keep your writing fresh, but also technology is being introduced at such a fast rate, continually, I mean, just all the time. Uh, today, I was probably checking out five different new products on the market just to find out what right. the heck they were. Right. And at some point, you know, if it's something that kind of fits what you do and you're part of the industry, you know, say detailing cars, and mm -hmm. you're interested, you get it and you use it, well, now you have a real-world opinion. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and if you're new at this, you, you mix whatever you know with your opinion and you can share it. And if you've been doing this a long time like me, you're able to take your opinion and mix it with your experience and then formulate, you know, your content like that and yeah that's that's you know it's it's not fun getting any older but one of the things that i i think works to my benefit is i have a lot of experience use just in every aspect someone the other day ago asked me what one of the weirdest things i've ever done was and there was um a, a pbe warehouse in portland oregon when i was a mcguire's rep and he had a skylight installed on his roof and in the process of installing it the workers scratched the plastic and now when you look up from the kitchen and saw this, you'd see this beautiful skylight with all these scratches. The scratches. So he asked me, can you can you polish that out? And I says, well, yeah, no problem. Wow. Uh, I mean, the, the problem is on a two-story house with a steep pitch there. roof. And at yeah. the time, I'm missing my leg. <laughs> uh, right. But uh, at the time, I, I didn't really, I, I think I was still young enough, I didn't have any fear or I was really stupid. So I said, sure. And I went up on the ladder, hauled sure. up my, 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 my Kita buffer and probably some wow. of the wires, um, the old school M1 before they did the formula change and some yep. M3, buffed it all out, got up the ladder. But, you know, <laughs> that's an experience probably a lot of people don't have. Sure. <laughs> They're all on the roof and buffing out a skylight. So. <laughs> But it's the willingness that's, to go that's the long answer of how I get content. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that's exactly right. I think that there's so much respect gained by someone that's doing the thing that they're talking about. 
Um, I know that when I've spoken a couple of things, you know, a couple of uh, training events as far as business is concerned, I've owned a lot of businesses and still own a lot of businesses. And, you know, people, uh, it's it's easy to get validity. It's easy to, 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 to talk about something that we do every day and that we do a lot of. And so, you know, and there's clout there. They can, they can trust and believe it. And we're not just saying, you do these five steps and you'll be a millionaire. You know, like this is like, hey, here are the things that work for me. This is what we do day in and day out. You know, these are the... This, this is my, um, you know, process that we do day in and day out. These are things that we follow, and there's validity to it, you know. And um, I, I can kind of speak to the other side of that because in this industry, you know, I'm not a professional detailer. I've never mm-hmm. tried to really present myself as one, um, but now I am kind of making those steps to kind of get those skills. To learn it. Um, yeah. But I've never tried to act like that was, you know, that I was this thing that I was not. Sure. I can certainly speak to the issues that they have because I talk to so many detailers every day. Yeah. I've um, been doing this for, you know, a while and just you know your shop being right out the door so i've got enough you know knowledge to be able to speak towards what i know um but i'd never try to act like i don't you know like like this is my thing so you want to go heads up with mike phillips on detailing a car is that what you're saying i think i mean i would i'd love to take a class from mike phillips uh anytime speaking speaking of training uh classes mike you got any trainings coming up or you got anything going on in that that realm i do and thank you for asking me um Yesterday, uh, Yancey and I and Tunch, which is the owner of 3D and also the head chemist, we were at the American Muscle Car Museum in Melbourne, uh, Florida. How cool! Is that? Uh, I've worked. Have you ever heard of this place or anything? Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, I've been there a lot, and every time I go there, it's like a new experience. And and everybody's just Florida, and you see the 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 level of quality of the cars that are on display is just it just blows you away. And uh, I'm real good friends with uh, Ed Dedick. He's the head curator there. He attended my three-day class. Him and uh, no the kidding. kind of his uh, his assistant there, uh, Jerry. And um, yeah. and then um, I've taught a few classes there at the facility, so I've got to know Mark P- Pylock really well. Wow. And um, we're getting ready to shoot a series of uh, videos that will showcase. Um, all the different cars and the stories behind the different marquees, plus throwing detailing tips and techniques. So we're literally looking for that. But that's one aspect of the classes I'll be teaching that'll be online. The other uh, area is, um, again, for Mobile Tech Expo this year, Mm -hmm. I have eight classes I'm teaching. Wow, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting because um, in the past, whenever I've taught these classes, you know, at some point you have to show products and, um, mm-hmm. and there's some products that are going to be uh, shared in these classes that are all brand new technology. That would oh, be the first yeah. time anybody's ever seen them. So it'd be kind of fun there. And, and I really enjoy teaching at Mobile Tech Expo. It's the only real trade show for the detailing industry. Yeah. Uh, the people at MTE are always so nice, you know, as far as to me, it's uh, setting up the classrooms and things like that. So I love that. Then also um, teaching classes for 3D. Um, 3D's always had an automotive detailing class that they teach at their different locations. And they're in mm-hmm. 57 countries worldwide. Wow. So, I mean, they have mass distribution, lots of representation. No uh, but I'm going to be revamping their car detailing classes. Um, sure. So paint correction, ceramic coatings, and waxes, but everything from engine detailing, headlight correction, glass polishing, everything. Man, that's, that's then I'm also going to be teaching a dedicated boat detailing class Ooh, and a dedicated go. wet sanding class. And uh, one of the things that I try to make really unique about my classes is first, there's no chairs. There simply are no chairs. If you want to sit in a chair, take someone else's class because there's no time to sit in my class. We're going to cover way too much content, way too many products, too many tools. 
So, um, so that makes them unique. The other thing is, is for the car detailing classes, I always bring in really cool cars for the guys yeah. to work on. A lot of times they're bucket list cars. You'll never work. I'll never work on it again. You know, it's just. Sure. It's, I have really good connections with all the car guys in my community, and of course, everybody likes a free detail. So of course, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, that's how I get those cars. But the other thing is, is um, I bring in the worst condition boats, and I always bring in dark colored gel coat yeah. boats that have oxidized to the point they turn white. Yeah. And the reason I do this is because with the boat in just decimated condition, I can teach everything. If that's I brought right. in a new boat, I could teach how yeah. to put a spray wax on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could teach anything. So. Yeah. The class is set up so I can teach you everything. And then the thing that you kind of learn in the class is that when you leave there, now you can diagnose the boat, see where the condition is at, and then pick and choose the things you're going to need to bring it back to factory new condition. And you might not have to do the heavy things like the machine sanding with 500 grit or 1,000 grit sure. uh, sanding discs. Uh, so that's my boat class. And then um, one of the things I've done for about the last five or six years is when I teach wet sanding is I got rid of all the demo hoods and demo fenders. And so I, I bring in the real deal. Yeah, real deal. Yep. And th I've had 1965 GTO, I've had a 67 GTO, I've had a couple of Suburban Street Rods, a Thunderbird, but I bring in the kind of cars that really get repainted. You see, sure. you guys know this, but a lot of people in the industry, or at least in the public, what they don't know is when they hear that term wet sanding, mm -hmm. that's 95% of all wet sanding is done in a collision body shop. So someone wrecks their Honda, yep. they get the fender replaced and repainted, and now the technician's gonna sand the fender lightly to get the orange peel or the runs yep. and sags out and make it match the surrounding paint. That's it's right. not even the whole car. And, and so when you talk about the, the, the show car side of wet sanding, that would be custom cars. And, you know, look, I, I own a Honda. I love Hondas, but I'm gonna use this kind of in jest, but you really don't find people restoring 2014 Honda <laughs> four-door Accords sure. and then putting custom paint jobs on them. So what do people work on? It's the stuff like you see at the American Muscle Car Museum, a 67 Camaro, you know, a 63 Porsche. You know, and after these things are meticulously restored, at some point they go into the paint booth and when they come out, that's when you learn the art of wet sanding. That's when these cars are sanded. So that's this concept people need. People are wet sanding. That's the type of car that gets a full wet sand cut and buff. That's right. And so those are the kind of cars I bring in because here's the deal. There's nothing wrong with learning on a hood, but usually, you know, your hood's like this big panel yeah. on a fender stand and the guy sands right in the middle, nice, easy place to sand and buff and you don't sure. learn anything. Okay. Right. When you work on a car, now you've got all the edges, you've got a fresh air grill, you got trim, you got an antenna, you got door handles, you got emblems, you got raised body lines. I mean, yep. everything starts to sink in. This is not an easy job. Okay. No. If you sand on the middle of a hood, yeah, that's easy. And you're going to leave that class thinking I can wet sand a car and that's not the yeah. deal. So I bring in the real deal and we go through everything from, you know, prepping before sanding, sanding. Um, I always show how to take sanding marks out by hand, even though okay. we're all gonna use machine. It's nice to have good hand technique in case you get into a tight area. Sure. Uh, how to use the rotary buffer to remove your sanding marks, and then how to use a DA to polish out hologram free. And yeah. then in most cases, we go ahead, if the paint is cured and we use a ceramic coating on them. So, yeah. and, but and those, those will be the three classes I'll be teaching. And at this time, uh, right. 3D has a brand new training facility in Santa Clarita, California. Okay. and they are building one in Ohio and they have wow. 32 stores in the United States that are all you know welcoming these types of classes so we'll have the uh, the classes in-house and then the roadshow classes 
Man, that's and so then going around the world. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's incredible. I can't believe all, you know all the countries you service. You know, I think one thing when you talk about wet sanding and how important it is to know when to sand and when not to sand. And you know, I think there's so many people caught up on this mirror finish on these newer vehicles or ceramic cutting, and they're really doing those customers. And, and you know, this is my opinion that a disservice when we're sanding on this new paint that's very thin already, and we're and we're really you know shouldn't be doing that but we when we talk about these repaints these custom cars that have been painted and they're they're thick enough to sand on that's that's the important part that that people need to understand yeah years years and years ago i wrote an article i think it was back in 2009 it was Mm -hmm. called i think it's called the difference between factory paint and custom paint okay and you can google that and add my name mike phillips and that article will pull up uh-huh. And what it does is it, it shows, I think it shows a picture of like of a classic Mustang and a brand new Mustang. And then it says, then it explains the factory clear coat on a modern car is usually around two mils. Mm-hmm. That's thinner than a post-it note. Yeah. And then custom paint, because the painter painting the car knows it's going to get sanded, puts more paint on, you know, sprays more on. Yep. And um, and you're right. If you go up into the, you know, the thing, the, the problem with wet sanding is all about education. Uh, guys that seek out uh information like you're providing here today, uh, they're getting educated and they're probably looking at other sources too. And sure. of course, you're always going to have the guys that just say, give me the buffer. Yeah. Give me buffer. Yeah. I'm going to go and buff out cars. And and when you get these people that aren't educated, they don't understand how thin the factory paint is and then they sand it. If they're lucky enough to actually sand it and not blow through the clear coat, either through sure. sanding or or compounding right. or polishing because all three of those remove paint, not just the sanding or the compounding stuff. That's right. uh, they got lucky, in my opinion, <laughs> but they've left that clear coat so dangerously thin that if that car is a daily driver parked outside, so it's exposed to the sun, exposed to rain, moisture mm-hmm. breaks things down, um, then that clear coat is going to fail prematurely. Fail. No question yeah. about it. No question about it. And, and I'm glad that you you know, said that because I, I know that that's a message that needs to get out and education is key on that. So 3D products, you're with them. What would you say? I mean, I know that there's probably, they probably have hundreds of products, but what would you say one of the products that you know 3D has that just stands out above the rest or that if you could say, hey, man, you need to try this one thing. Is there is there a product that really stands out to you? Um, you know, my favorite product is called Speed. Um, okay. It's an AIO that uses Montan wax. Um, I had to do some research about Montan wax when I, when I first discovered this, cause I'm thinking, well, why isn't something that doesn't sound, that sounds old school. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't understand is how Montan wax is made and how resistant it is to chemical degradation. Okay. That's why Tunch chose it over Carnuba or paraffin or beeswax or anything else. And, um, and of course, you know, Tunch is, is, is a high caliber chemist. He doesn't just take the raw material. He modifies it, so wow. it's, it's you know it's it's really complex formula. But here's what speed is, and and uh, and, and this kind of ties back to the class the classes I teach and mm-hmm. the classes I teach at like places like Mobile Tech Expo. I teach show car detailing, which would be multiple steps to get that show car finished. But I always teach sure. production detailing, yep. and every detailer should have uh, however they want to term it. I always call it production detailing. But you could call it mm-hmm. daily driver detailing, but it's where you use an AIO, an all-in-one, a cleaner wax, and yep. you know you're not being paid to perfect the paint. You're paid to make it shiny. So you better. want something that'll remove the swirls and scratches, polish it to high glass, and leave it protected in Correct. one step. One step. Right. And anybody that's used Speed will tell you that they're blown away by it because it right. has such great defect removal. It polishes out to the, just a liquid shine, and then it leaves it protected in the wipe-off. You, you cannot beat 
the wipe off. In fact, sure. we've all had experiences with something that does not wipe off good. My yes. normal practice is I'll buff out the entire car and then wipe it off. And it's it's not wow. even a problem. In fact, the drier it gets, the easier it wipes off. Yeah. But if anybody that's ever watches it in the future and is curious about 3D, a good a good entry point product to test out to get a an opinion of the company the chemistry would be 3d speed 3d speed well that's and and let let me tell you so one thing that really changed my shop a few years ago was was establishing a good one-step polish and seal um and it, it's just been a life changer um as far as our shop's concerned in our production side where we're really cranking out the daily drivers now we include that in our quote unquote full detail and you know the customer's reactions are always like oh my gosh you know it's just like it just pops the car back to life pops the paint back to life and it's a good feeling. That's that's the feeling that we wanted. And used to we'd have to make you know two or three steps before we found a product that worked great for us. Um, yeah. So you know I, I think that that the development of those products I'm sure has made the life of detailers a little bit easier along the way. Yeah. Well, it's just it's a it's it's a you know anybody that's going to detail cars for money needs to have packages. You know mm-hmm. you can't just have one package that fits every car and every mm-hmm. customer. And your entry level package would be your production detailing. You know, more more people want the basics. They want shiny paint, black tires, clean interior, clear glass. Clear four glass. things. Yep. That's it. And um, and I think that's where a lot of uh, new detailers used to make the big mistake. I think I think because there's so much education out there via YouTube nowadays. I think a lot of guys that are getting into it, they do some research first, and they don't make the mistake of doing multiple steps to a car for sure. no money for no, <laughs> so yeah. now you do one step for no money when you start <laughs> but yeah yeah you gotta you gotta have a good one step production detail and then and then one of the things i teach in my classes is how to take that one step production detail and make it a show car detail by doing just one thing that takes about 15 minutes really? and then that's and that sets you apart from all your competition oh man but uh but we gotta get to that training class what is it Oh, so I, I have to take to my class trip. to find yeah, out. Absolutely. <laughs> so go to Mobitech. No, go to yeah, Mobitech. Sir, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll I think be class there. number seven is production detailing. We will absolutely and, be there. You know, on that note, one of the things I'm always teaching guys is uh, when you, no matter what kind of detailing you're doing, but anytime you're using foam pads, wool pads on rotaries, mic cover pads on DAs, it's kind of a different story. But anytime you're using foam, you've, mm-hmm. I, would, I would always tell guys, you know, to use more pads because as soon as foam becomes wet, if it's a foam cutting pad, it just became a foam finishing, finishing. pad. It's yeah. not doing what it was intended to do. And I see so many young guys that start out, you know, and of course they, they have a limited budget. So they, they buy two or three pads yeah. and they try to buff an entire car with these pads. And after yeah. you do a panel, that pad is, it's wet, it's saturated, it's soggy. It's no longer doing anything. So now any other panel you try to tackle with that pad is going to take you longer and you'll be less effective. That's, That's two right. things, you know. And if you just were able to switch to a clean, dry pad, you'd be back up to maximum performance. You'd get more defects out faster. Sure. And so that's just something that, you know, some guys got to learn the hard way. But um, when it comes to production detailing, especially um, whenever you're using a one-step product, um, if anybody watching this doesn't know, uh, it's really not a, you know, put three pea-sized drops on the face of a pad. You need a film of product on the surface at a minimum five or six nickel size drops i put four <laughs> quarter size drops the point sure. is is you want some product on the surface because obviously if you're doing a one step you're working on neglected paint so you need the combination of abrasives and the formula which is the liquids that create the the suspend of powders but you need 
you need some product on the surface to work for you. You can't just let the pad do it all. Right, and sir. I just get so tired of seeing all these people up there saying, put three pea-sized drops on the pad. I'm like, what? That's not <laughs> even right. enough to prime the pad. No. <laughs> so learn uh, to find a balance, not too much that you're hyper-lubricating the surface, not too sure. little that you're not doing anything. And uh, quit listening to all these guys that talk about three pea-sized drops. Exactly. I have that's no idea the, what they're that, talking that, about. That's hilarious. You're, you're, <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Keep the fresh pads around the, the vehicle. You know, we... We stress that here at our shop, keeping a fresh pad on so you're getting that consistent finish all the way around. These pads do. When, as soon as they get wet, they just stop performing. Um, they really do. Or they stop performing at the level that they were performing when you started. So you're leaving inconsistencies or you're having to run longer per panel the further you go. And so the more you can change that fresh pad out. I mean, we, we have someone that comes in and washes all of our pads and fills the chemicals at the, in the unit. So I don't care how many pads you use. Keep a fresh pad, you know, keep, and, we're, and we're laying out great work with it. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk to you uh, about, Mike, and uh, and then we'll probably let you slide out of here. But um, you have your own forum now, right? You have your own detailing forum, or I, you- I did. You know, um, I actually had my first forum. I think back in the year two thousand was called theartofpolishingpaint.com. Okay. And then I switched it over to showcargarage.com, which is still in existence today, but it's not active. But I've okay. had that for like 23 years. Wow. But that's really that's old crazy. technology. And when I left AutoGeek, you know, I have over a thousand articles. Yes. Uh, that's unbelievable. I have, I think, uh, 700 how to articles and 300 reviews. But my reviews are how to articles. I never, I was, sure. I've never claimed to be a good reviewer. I don't even want the job. Right. Um, I'm, I think I'm really good at telling somebody with the text or video how to use something, how to do a process. And so whenever I was asked uh, to write reviews, um, it would be, here's, here's you know, at some point there'd be a review, but most of it would be, here's what the product is, here's how what it does, to. here's how you use it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can go over there and the way it's kind of divided up, you can say, well, you only got 700 articles, but I got 300 reviews and they're also how-to articles. Uh-huh. And they own all that content. They can do whatever they want to with it. Um, I, I know all the t- uh, article top- topics and I have all the information up here so I can rewrite, I can plagiarize myself easily. Sure, um, absolutely. But what I wanted to do is I never wanted to be in a position where I didn't own my own content. So I have my own forum. I don't That's actively awesome. promote it. I mostly yeah. put it up for my work and any fresh articles I write. Most mm-hmm. of the content I write will go to 3D. They'll own it. But I'll have my own stuff, and especially my own detailing work. Uh, but um, since you know, in my life, I met so many people that say that my name is now a brand in the industry. Yeah. So uh, to make it easy for people to find, I just called it the Mike Phillips Sure. And I literally thought that you owned Auto Geek or you had some stake. I, I kind of thought that the logo was. I mean, is is that not a representation of you a little bit? No, I, I, you no sure? you're, you're close. It's, it looks a lot like Bruno Massel. Okay, if you watch Garage Squad, <laughs> yeah. and look at his yeah. hair and his nose, his profile. It yeah. actually looks strikingly like Bruno Massel, just vaguely like me. Sure. Uh, I, I'll tell you, if I owned Auto Geek. Um, for the last few years, I would have my feet up with a little umbrella in my yeah, ring yeah. on, on the beach. We'd be on an uh, island. But now I'm not a geek. I was just an empl- I was just a blue collar working class dog. Sure. Big shout out to the guy that owns 3D to get you on that team. I mean, I, I I think he is well aware uh, of what an asset he brought on. So yeah. Uh, well, on weird. my forum, I actually wrote an article that explained why I left Auto Geek. Very yeah. professional. Very nice. And uh, it has all the ways to contact me at the bottom of the article. Um, but I think one of the things I did as I shared in there was, um, you know, after 11 years at Auto Geek, and that was a good run. I really enjoyed my work there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to do something different. And um, 
couple of things is I made a short list of the companies I'd like to work for, and they were primarily manufacturers or tool companies. Mm. And um, and then again, you know, every time I went out the garage, you know, if I had to buff something out, I'm thinking, well, I'm using 3D1. That's their consumer compound. Sure. And it's just as easy to use as speed. Uh-huh. And when they first launched it, of course, I wrote, a, I used it and wrote a review on a 67 Bullet Mustang, you know, and I said, wow, this is some nice stuff. No dusting, you know, forever buffing cycle, great defect removal. I mean, it's just amazing sure. stuff. But again, every time I went out to work on a customer's cars, you know, I had a choice of everything to use. I mean, I'm grabbing 3D1 or 3D Speed. I'm using their coating. And um, mm-hmm. and I knew that Tunch was the head chemist, and um, and that appealed to me. Now, since going to work for him, I've flown out to California and saw how he makes his products. I'll have a complete article on that, what we can share. And Yancey took video footage and he'll show what he can show. But what what most people don't know is there's only a handful of abrasive companies in the world and they make what we call powders. That's Mm -hmm. the abrasive particles in a compound polish or a cleaner wax. And of these major manufacturers, Tunch knew he could never be better than anybody else if he had to buy from the same people everybody else is buying from. Mm-hmm. So he decided to make his own. And it, it took him 25 years to figure it all out. And the process he has takes an entire building in a shitload of power to run. And sure. it's a complicated, long process. But it's even more deep than that. He doesn't buy raw materials and make his product from that. He buys raw materials and turns them into the raw material that he then makes the product from. And this is why nobody else has his abrasive technology. He is the sole owner of it. He's never going to sell to anybody else. There's no way anybody else could ever copy him. And um, I'm so glad that when I made the decision to go to work with 2inch in 3D, that then later I got a fly out sales made because it vindicated me. I was like, oh, God. And then... (laughs) You know, and I hate to sit here and just brag about 3D, but the other thing is, is everything they make is Prop 65 compatible. And if anybody doesn't know what that is, go look it up. It's real okay. easy, but it means everything he makes has no carcinogen. It's it's, oh, it's wow. so safe. I mean, California has the strictest regulations sure. on uh, VOCs and anything toxic or cancerous and even environmentally um, wasteful. And all his stuff meets or exceeds all their standards. So it's so it's you know safe for us to use and high performance too. So but uh, but yeah, uh, leaving Auto Geek going to 3D, a best decision I've made. You know, man, it's, that's, it's been a lot. It's been fun already. Well, you, you sound like you're yeah. you're a man on a mission, and and you've got that re-energized uh, attitude, and I think it's going to go great, man. I, yeah. I, I'm really excited for you. That, that's awesome. Well, and I got to tell you, a lot of things going to happen this year. A lot of things. And of course, we are planning on being at SEMA. You know, we have okay. a, the full Good. size SEMA booth. We know a lot of people canceled out. And Tunch sure. just says, I don't care if anybody else is canceling. We're going to be Y'all there unless it. they close it. SEMA mm-hmm. shuts it down. We're going to be there. And the fewer that's people there, that are there, the more the people that are there, the more attention they're going to get. Right. Well, hey, that and and that's fantastic. I mean, these things, these these shows are important to our industry, and it sure helps. You know, we preach to the detailers all the time to get to these shows. This is where you get hands on. Uh, you get to meet people in our industry, and you can try things hands on. And this is how you experience out something outside of your shop. You know, and the guys are so trapped in tunnel vision and uh, you know hanging on the polisher and not looking at what's going on around them or in our industry. These yeah. these trade shows are where you go to figure these things out. And, and for us, you know, SEMA, we're going to be launching new products. 
yeah, I will have them there to demonstrate them. I'm usually yeah. demo boy at whatever booth I've worked at for the, I think, 19 years I've been to SEMA. Wow. So, and I enjoy engaging crowds, you know, and I have people, it's so much fun, SEMA. I think I taught my first detailing class at McGuire's in 2002, okay? So that's yeah. 19, 21 years ago, it's 20 yeah. years ago, 19 years ago. And um, I have people that come up to me at SEMA and say, oh, yeah, do you remember me? I was there with the, the Viper Club. I'm like, eh, let's see, head, arms, body. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> There's a lot of people yeah. into those classes. But um, it's a great way to connect. And a lot of people come back year after year after year. And it's just, it's a place to, to uh, rekindle old relationships, meet new people, put a face sure. to a name on the internet. Right. Uh, it's it's it is by far the best trade show for our industry. Next to that would be MTE. Different types of trade shows, obviously. Absolutely. You know, SEMA special equipment manufacturers and all the new cool stuff. But yeah, SEMA is going to be a blast this year. Yep, yep. And MTE will be there for sure. Uh, we we love that show. Um, but Mike, we got to jump off, man. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, and talking to us, man. It's always a blast, and uh, you know, leave here feeling like we know a little bit more than we did when we started. Oh, that's for every sure. Time. Uh, <laughs> hey, anytime, guys. Anytime. So, All right. Thank, thank you, you, Mike. Thanks uh, so much, we'll, Mike. We'll be seeing you soon. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Have man. a great weekend. Yes, yes sir. Congratulations, too. Thanks. Man, I tell you, that's just absolutely awesome talking with him. And you always feel like you've got, you you, you know, you leave more than you can. hundred percent. I mean, and that man is a, a wealth of knowledge. And, and he is, and, he, and he's got a passion for yes. it, man. He's got a passion for it. And, and this stuff's not, you know, listen, it's not easy being you know the professional or the the that deep in your industry or sure. that deep in whatever it is you're doing these you know the expert or i the mean experts expert a handful you know. of them you know what i mean that, that literally have that, that sort really of really know yeah you know and and so and it's a commitment it's a life commitment to learning and developing your craft and you know, to have somebody like that on, I, I tell you, you know, it's it's amazing that that our podcast we're able we've able to you know have him on a few times. I think, yeah. I think that was that yeah, third, third time. time. Yeah, and that's amazing. But you know what time it is? Oh, I know what time it is. This is my favorite time. Jessica, what time is it? I love Hacker Hack. Ryan, tell us what Hacker Hack is today. All right, guys. So I actually went out there today and performed this hack, and uh, we're going to show you some video here in just a second. But okay. for, for you guys that do headlight restorations, let's say you find yourself in a pinch uh, for whatever reason. You, you, you left your kid at the house or, or what have you. Yeah, uh, your kid or your kit? Your kit. Oh, well, I, I mean, like, you know, well, they make those well, headlight restoration kid. kits. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I did was I actually took some toothpaste Lord, and a toothbrush, no, and I got uh, the headlight uh, much better than it was before for for you know without so a doubt. So this is toothpaste. This right. is toothpaste and a toothbrush that you used. That's right. Yep. So we took um you know sprayed it down a little bit, got the dirt off, kind of cleaned it off, and then yeah. uh, just put toothpaste on there. Uh, Try to use one with a little bit of a heavy grit, right. and then um, man, yeah, just went to went to town. Okay. So you know, let me get to the science behind it because you know, obviously, guys, we're not restoring headlights with uh, toothpaste over here at EZN, and you know, it's it's a hack. Um, you know, we. We're not telling you to go out and buy a tube of toothpaste and start restoring headlights, okay? But the science behind it is it's got a little bit of cleaning agents in it. Obviously, it cleans your teeth. Mm -hmm. And it's got some polishing agent in it. It's got some grit. grit. Yep. It's designed to polish your teeth. Okay. So, it makes sense that if used, agitated across the headlights, across the plastic, 
that it would polish it to a shine. So it makes sense that it, you know, that the that the toothpaste would yeah. polish the headlight. And you're gonna have to go ahead and, and you know put some wax on it, make sure we get that sealed <laughs> in because I mean otherwise, it, and it's only gonna last as long as you know your sealant's gonna it's gotta last. But, it's gotta be protected. But if you find yourself in the middle of the woods without your polisher, without your compound, and only a headlight, yeah. and it's fogged, <laughs> and it's nighttime, yeah, and it's yeah. oxidized. <laughs> That's a very grab yourself your tube of toothpaste that's and right. your toothbrush and polish away, boys. Polish <laughs> away. <laughs> no, it's a hack. Listen, guys, use your compound, use your wet sand, polish them out right. But if you find yourself in a pinch and you got some toothpaste, go ahead and handle handle it, man. Don't use it on your teeth, use it on your headlight. That's right, man. All right, listen. So next week's show is going to be a great show. Um, I don't know if we can tell it. Can we tell what we're going to do? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to actually try to round up. A lot of the people that came on our show as um, uh, selling their products, right? So we're going to have like an action-packed, superstar-studded yeah. lineup. That of, sounds so much better. I love it. Dude. Yeah, That's gonna be and, and, and we're just going to just have a you know like a, a group session talking to everybody, hearing what's going on. It's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward. To it. I love these shows like this, man. Yeah, uh, they're just they're they're so much more entertaining and involved. So make sure that you come by. Check us out. Uh, again, we're on Facebook at Detail Bookie. We're on YouTube streaming live. And we're also on Spotify, but we're much prettier to see in person. I, I know we got big numbers on Spotify. I don't know if that's maybe we're not as pretty as we think we are. Oh, maybe that's the case. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Thank y'all. Have a good one.